1: So, to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: A little change of pace this week on the Booze Hustle. I have one of those long, introspective conversations that you could really only have with someone at two o'clock in the afternoon over a glass of whiskey. My guest this week is someone who's not in the wine and spirits industry, but someone who I find very fascinating, has an incredible story, and has overcome a lot of personal challenge in the last couple of years. And as the nature of a podcast that records, you know, when I have time to record it, sometimes a little bit of time passes between the episode and when I actually did the recording. So there are times in our conversation where I am speaking a little bit cryptically about a project that has since launched. She is Cheval. She's a creator, designer, artist, and an entrepreneur. Uh, But you might know her from her time on the TLC show, Say Yes to the Dress, or as one of the most highly sought after luxury bridal designers in the world. Today, under her recently rebranded name, Cheval, she has launched what will likely be the first of many successful new businesses. And if you're in the market for shoes that will totally leave an impression or a lot of sparkle, I highly recommend checking out her website. Now, I know this episode deviates a little bit from the normal format, but I had a really fantastic conversation with her about life, reinventing yourself, the pursuit of happiness, all things that I think are very relevant for all of us. I hope you enjoy. We're celebrating. Uh, I mean, I originally it was like, let's do bubbles because we're celebrating. And um, then you're like, no to the bubbles because it gives me a headache, which, girl, to be honest, it, wine gives me headaches now, too. So oh, I'm, I'm, is I'm it okay H? With this. I don't
0: know. I'm... It makes me yes. sad because I love a good sparkling something, you know, obviously. But yeah,
2: okay. yeah, I think it is uh, as we get older, um, although I've discovered liquid IV and it's kind of saved a lot of the days um, for me. But um, yeah, in general, I think it's it's age. I think I'm a lot older than you, though. We're not going to talk about okay. age here. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we're not going to do that. It's over 30, but I am, over, I 30. <laughs> I, over. I'm over 40. So we're going to need to tell all of your secrets because you look amazing the glow it's the lighting it's all the lighting it's the lighting <laughs> and a little teeny tiny tipsy <laughs> yeah that's it that's it oh my god um well i are we can we talk about what we're celebrating here of course we can talk about okay okay so we're we're celebrating um so chaval this is this is chaval as as your zoom label says here i am um <laughs> here she is she is um not a person i would typically interview on this show but uh, I think she's so fucking cool number one. thank you. And number two this is my podcast I can do whatever I want. yes love that <laughs> um but yeah you're you're we're celebrating this like birth of you um, entering uh, this new chapter of your life as Cheval um, as a designer and I'm so excited for you. Uh, it's been a long time coming and uh one word name
0: yes. Yes, it is. It is one word. You know, I didn't feel like it needed another word with it, and I—I I yeah. really went into the think tank on it, um, and took my time in making a decision because I knew it was going to be a big one, and there would be a lot of opinions, of course. But I was ready mm-hmm. for it. I was like, I want you to tell me everything, you know. And ultimately, I know I have to be the one to make the decision. Um, but yeah, we're celebrating. And just to clarify, I do not identify as a designer. So, oh, okay. I'm so sorry. No, I'm, I'm that out of is the fine. Loop. I mean, there's so many things happening these days. <laughs> it's like
2: <laughs> I'm just dancing, you know, my way in. Yeah. <laughs> or galloping, I should say. So, galloping. Yeah, because the name Cheval comes from horse imagery, correct? Correct. Yes. Imagery. God, am I already drunk? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the scotch.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so Cheval actually means horse in French, and. We're going to jump right in. I um, studied at Cornell and did textile apparel design. And my favorite class was learning about the origination of haute couture in Paris. And so I've always been very romanced by the French influence on creativity and also dialogue. Um, You know, you have like the most beautiful words coming out of the French language. So I just loved Mm -hmm. the way Cheval sounded. And it kind of carries this like feminine and masculine energy. So I love that. And, um, mm.
2: yeah, I mean, I really tested
0: it out and I just was so excited to step into it. So I was like, this is it.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. So what are you identifying as? Like if somebody says, what's your, what's your lane, Cheval, what are, what are you identifying as? So broad, but just creator.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah.
2: So okay. I feel like
0: so many Artist. things fit into that bucket. Yeah. I love artists. Um, you know, and I think it's just kind of opening a whole landscape for me in how I can utilize my skill set in a way that is safe, you know, and exciting and new. And yeah, I am just, you know, seeing the silver lining in a lot of this. And um, up until, you know, five days before August, I was mentally prepared to go back into bridal. And then things changed. So,
2: you know, got to run against the wind. Aptly said... Um, let's tell our listeners what we can tell them about a little bit what you were doing previously, um, just so they can get to know you a little bit. Um, well, let's start before that, because uh, a little theme in this show is like where people were before they were in the industries they're in now. So what did you originally want to be? Did you always want to go into that area that you were working in? Or did you have dreams of something else?
0: Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> ever since I can remember, I've always wanted to be a wedding dress designer. And um, that still holds true for me. It's Mm -hmm. in in my heart and soul for sure. Um, And that I think is what a lot of people probably know me from either that say yes Mm -hmm. to the dress or um, Instagram, maybe.
2: So that was my last chapter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Fun chapter. That's how I got to know you. Yes. Um. We we actually met at um a mutual friend's wedding in Mexico, which is like the best way to meet people. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend make friends on vacation. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. Oh, and especially that wedding because, I mean,
0: insane. The rainbow.
2: Come on. <laughs> it was
0: like the no. Perfect- it
2: was a double rainbow. Double rainbow. Not oh, one. Well, of no. course, it was a gay wedding. To be fair, but also I will say. And maybe this is me um, looking at this through rose-colored glasses of the past, but I've never seen that many beautiful people in one place. Those two have the most attractive friends in the universe. And me and my husband got there and we're, you know, we're... We're, we're schlubs from the Northeast. So we're walking and we're just like, damn, did you see that guy? Damn, did you see that? Holy shit. It's, these people oh. are fucking models. Yeah. <laughs> are, it feels we good looking. to be
0: in that company. I got to say, I was like,
2: I, I like this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so sweet. It was, it was the most beautiful wedding with the most beautiful people. There was a double rainbow. Uh, everyone wore white. It was so pretty. It was. Yeah. It was. It was like the best weekend. It was. Yeah. And um and when I met your lovely uh fiance as well. Yes, yes.
0: He is my uh yes. oh, everything.
2: <laughs> Short Talk about life. having like a supportive partner. Like he just seems like such a big part of your journey and being supportive that way in the last few years.
0: Yes, um, yes. Oh my gosh. I I feel like there are so many people that uh when a storm comes, they don't want to stand in the rain with you and you know, he, he just has been there for me in every way. So I'm, I feel so lucky. Um, and very grateful every single day.
2: Yeah. I mean, not to put it too mildly here, but so he not only stands in the rain with you, but he seems like somebody who would like harness the power of the universe to like move a wave away from you. (laughs) Like he seems like Very much like he would just try to move a waterfall (laughs) get out of here.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. He's going to love that you said that.
2: (laughs) It's true, though. Super supportive. I mean, I don't know. I love it. Um, Well, let's let's talk about uh, what you're what you're working on. Can we talk about what you're working on now?
0: Well, I can I can dance a little around it. Um, It's all very, very new. So, you know, I'll see how how well I can address your questions without kissing and telling too much.
2: Okay, that's fine. That's fair. That's fair. Um, well, I've, you've been doing little sneak peeks on on Instagram, which is nice. Oh, so she's um, her handle on Instagram is all that glitters on the gram. That's one that she's been using primarily for the last couple of years. Uh, but now you should follow her at she is cheval c h e v a l. Right,
0: that's the one.
2: Yes, brand new.
0: That's the one. Instagram. So very exciting stuff. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs>
2: Um, well, that's cool. I've been seeing a lot of color and a lot of glitter, which is great. Two big things in my life. Yep. Um, and I, I love, uh,
0: <laughs> I love lyrical references too. And it's so funny because I cannot carry a tune. I, I can play piano and I'm very good at mm-hmm. certain musical instruments, but cannot sing for the life of me. And I've always been really drawn to music and rhythmic mm-hmm. patterns and like, in another life maybe i was some kind of a music person or or you know a uh, composer, composer yeah. maybe yeah jinx um, yeah. so i just love it and i think my my dream one day is to be able to DJ on some level and take all this knowledge I have of music. And my dad used to just like play every single album start to finish from the classic rock era. And my mom was more of like the 50s and 60s. And so like, I just love all that. And so that's going to be a big part of uh, my- Love it expression as I would say (laughs) yes yeah
2: girl if Paris Hilton can be out there DJing I know but she's like doing like the the like those big fests and stuff it's like so wild um yeah is that the kind of DJ you're talking about or are you talking about like more like curated music DJ like with like multiple genres
0: yeah I have not thought this all the way through. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to kind of have some kind of capacity to, to play music for people and mix things from the old school with the new school, you know, and just yeah. have a blast with it. Because I think music really speaks to people at various stages of their life. And it's mm-hmm. something that helped me get through really tough times, you know, when it feels like the musician is like speaking to you and knows exactly what you're going through. Yeah. And
2: yeah, so someday you'll see. <laughs> I don't. I don't think those things are very different. I mean, like thinking about being um, like a fashion designer or a bridal designer, all those things, you're really pulling from parts of your brain that are very similar to composing because you are composing, except the form is slightly different. But it's all very fluid and it's all very musical because, like, specific designs that you make or or things that you do, they have the ability to really touch someone or create you know that's the thing about music you hear something and it's like sense memory it reminds you of something it makes you feel like something i feel very much like what you do also has the capacity to do that and i i'll be i'll be honest like there's i'm on this weird journey now uh i think because the way i grew up and we didn't have a lot of money and i I think I convinced myself pretty early on in life that like fashion was like stupid and like it's only for people who have a lot of money to waste and yada, yada, yada. And I was very like surly tomboy chick, right? And then something happened to me in the last few years mm-hmm. where I've been like really inspired by dressing the way you feel. Mm. And I've all of a sudden like… The things that I once would have probably rolled my eyes at, now I'm like, oh my god, I fucking get it, you know. So I, you know, really value and appreciate what you do more than I've ever in my life at this point. Being really um, out in the world with your, um, with color, with fabric, with with the things that make you feel like a, a good person or make you feel happy, like glitter and sparkle and pink. Those are yes. things I would have never. <laughs> And now I'm like, as I get older, I'm going to dress weirder and weirder. Just get used to it. Get used to I'm it,
0: sister. It. I love that. <laughs> and I think that's also part of the reason fashion is so exciting and so many people gravitate toward it because it is a way to give yourself your own personal vocabulary and mm-hmm. it evolves. You know, some days you find yourself a lot more inspired. Other days, you know, you just want to feel comfortable and I can get through this day, you know? And I just love that um, fashion and style is a way to do that. It it gives you this um, catalyst for what you want to be that day or how you want to get through your day. Or, you know, it can also be very aspirational at times, um, which is also why I love putting the extra effort and energy into things like that. Um, And I found over the years, you know, I've now become a little more polarized in how I dress. Like, I almost like, to either be in workout clothes or like um pajamas like like bare minimum mm-hmm. nothing or i like to be totally done up and set and like everything has 100%. a message to it you know so it's like there's the in between is where i struggle a little bit and that's when mm-hmm. i'm like found at the grocery store looking just
2: <laughs> i think we all feel that there way you though are. <laughs> no but truly i feel the same way because at home i want to be comfortable with certain friends, you can just kind of just whatever. But then when I go out into the world, like at a certain, like it's it, it actually is like your armor for the situation, right. for the environment, for the people, the experience. And you can also change the way your attitude is based on how you look. You can kind of lift yourself up a bit. But yeah, it is the in-between. It's like I find myself the same, like running errands looking like a troll. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I totally identify with that as well. <laughs> Oh my god! I worked. Um, I've I've spent a little bit more money in the last couple of years on like singular pieces of clothing that will last a long time. I feel very passionate about wearing less uh, wasteful, throwaway. What do they call it? Fast fashion. Mm, yes. Um, and I was out yesterday um, with uh, on a work with with for my job, and I was wearing these shoes that I'm obsessed with that are made by um, United Nude. Um, and they specialize in really unique heels. Like I have one that has like a metal heel that's a tool. And there's another one that uh, like, has like this funky silver weird thing on it. I don't know. And this woman walked by me and she goes, oh, my God, are you from France? And I was like, no. She's like, no one dresses like that here. You look like you're in Paris. I love it. And I was like, oh, oh thank, thank you. you, <laughs> Made my fucking day. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I love that.
0: <laughs> I love that for you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I know. I was like, well, thank you very much. I know. These are great. That's why I bought them.
1: Well, let's talk about. I think we should talk
2: about booze a little bit. Oh, okay. I feel like, yeah, we might we might lose some of the booze people. They're like fashion, fashion. In the overalls. Mm-hmm. Well, we can talk about art because we talk about art all day. Oh yeah, um, I'll talk about okay. anything you want to so talk what do you, about. I love this free form. Yeah. So. <laughs> literally, this is the show. <laughs> Actually, that's that true. I I think um, a- aside from a couple episodes last season where I had a friend of mine on who's an actress who also has a very popular podcast where we kind of just like talk to nonsense, which was a very popular episode. Um, in general, I interview people about, you know, their experience in the wine and spirits industry. But, you know, I can do whatever I want. Absolutely, my show. you can.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'll just I'll share what I'm drinking oh. today. Um, yep. I am drinking some Dalmore aged 18 years. Mm. And uh, okay. yeah, it's, it's a single malt scotch whiskey. Um, and it is 3.30 p.m. <laughs> but um yeah, I just brought, you know, the best of what I had today for your show. And Aww. I don't think that the spirits people are going to appreciate this. Um, same as my fiance when I tell them what I've done to this scotch, but <laughs> I put some maraschino cherries in it. I'm so sorry, everyone. But yeah, I oh love God. I love that extra sweetness. So Mm -hmm. I make my own little concoction. I think that's probably hugely taboo for a lot of people.
2: No. Girl, I'm going to tell you, that is a healthy pour of whiskey Mm. (laughs) up in that glass. She almost has like a wine glass full of whiskey. And so when your fiance sees like, he's like, oh, you had some of the Dalmor. Oh, my God. How much of it did you pour? I was like, I needed (laughs) to get through the show, you
0: know? Actually, it's because there was ice and it melted. So
2: I'm in Florida. Ah, It's hot. (laughs) <laughs> that's true. Oh, you live in Florida. That's right. Yes. Um, well it is, it is really important. Like this is a, a a really important fact to, to I think communicate when you're drinking whiskey, but like a lot of people don't realize that like adding water or ice to a drink actually can improve what you're drinking, not just because it's easier to drink, but because adding water molecules, um, actually opens up the whiskey a little bit. It kind of adds, um, uh, space for the whiskey to give you a little bit more aromatics on the nose. Mm-hmm. You can actually taste more. It can change what you're tasting. It can often taste less hot. Ooh, uh, Cheval, let me, let me give you a little tip here. Um. Not that you don't already know this, but I'm just going to pretend like you don't. So when you smell whiskey, mm-hmm. the the tendency is for us to like put our nose in the bottom of the glass like we like we do for wine. Yep. <laughs> but you actually you actually don't want to do that. You actually want to like take your nose and hover it above the top of the glass, like tilt the glass to the side and then put your nose kind of like hover it above like like this hover it like just at the tip because then what you're going to get is none of the alcohol the alcohol is really heavy and it sits on the bottom so when you put your nose on the bottom you really just like burn your nose hairs off but if you put your nose on the opposite side of the glass and tilt it towards you you're just going to get the aromatics of the whiskey oh i love it i mean this smells isn't that fun like angel dreams and vanilla (laughs) (laughs) angel dreams and vanilla that's amazing i Dalmor, get it, Cheval, for some partnerships yeah. and collaborations. <laughs> you never know. You might have a sponsorship now called Angel Dreams, and I already forgot what it is. Vanilla. <laughs> you know, my husband's going to come home and be like, are you drunk? It is 3.30, and you have children. <laughs> We're working. We're working. This is this is work. This is work for me. Um, and for full disclosure for any of my employers that happen to listen to this, we are recording this on a Saturday. Yes. We are. It is not a weekday. I would never. Never? No. I would never because. Of course not. Why, why would I do that? I have a full-time job. Um, <laughs> I get you. I get you. I, I had all these questions for you, but hold on. Oh, yeah. Take your time. This is what happens. No, but I think it's important to mention that the reason I don't drink on this show is because I it will devolve very quickly uh, into something completely <laughs> I don't hate that. Stupid. <laughs> no, but. I don't know. Um, I do want to talk about inspiration a little bit because I think that's a big pe- piece of secret sauce with artists. It's
0: forever evolving. And I think it's important to just keep your sensories open all the time. And I mean that in every single way you can obtain a sense, you know, whether it's through visual, it's through hearing, it's through smell. Um, and more recently, something that I have just really dived very deep into is nostalgia and how it impacts um, a memory. Like obviously it's harnessed in a memory, but the way that it is appreciated in the now and how it can be carried into something new. um, I love that. I think a lot of people feel that nostalgia is a glorification of the past, but I actually see it as something um, that you really felt alive and, and, mindful at the time, so much so that it came to your present. And so then I love taking that and wrapping it and, you know, how can we express that um, now? Uh, So I'm somebody that grew up in the 90s, you know, on Disney princesses and like boy bands and all the good stuff. And uh, I don't shy away from any of that kind of stuff in tapping into my imagination and what really captivated me as a kid growing up. I think that's a cool way to connect with people. And, um, you know, it makes you feel a friendship too really quickly uh, with somebody, you know, like, oh my gosh, you liked sky dancers. So did I, you know, oh, did you have a trapper keeper? You know, like, of course, it's just like these things that just bring us together and to a certain moment in time and how we can um, make meaning of it today. So that's something that I'm doing right now. A lot of um, is what brings you back and then forward, (laughs) back to the future kind of
2: thing. (laughs) Pulling, pulling into that well and seeing what comes out. I I think um, that's really interesting. I think a lot now, especially that I have, um, I have young kids and something happens, you get this like sense of mortality that, I don't know, it's a different sense of mortality that now than before I had kids. I think it's because you, you have a sense that they're going to go on even when you don't go on. Um, So it's, it's this very like weird resonant type thing that it's messes with your brain to be totally honest. But I think a lot now about um, creating memories as you know, you're talking about nostalgia. I find myself now sometimes really trying hard in a moment to like take a picture of the moment. Like I want to remember this moment. Um, And, and you know, in five minutes it's going to be a memory And that's such like a powerful awareness to have that I really wish I had more of when I was younger. Like Mm. just the the ability to stop for a moment and be exactly in that moment and say, I don't want to forget this. I don't want, and it's not necessarily this situation, but this feeling and this sense of right now. And that's such a powerful thing as you get older because you realize those this don't happen as often. So you're more likely to grab onto them and really, you know, kind of chew on them for a bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a um, mindfulness is something you do have to practice every single day and remind yourself because we just we could become so distracted with Mm. so many things. And especially like social media, obviously, is one of the big tickets for me is I love it. And there's so many good things to it. But Some days I just like find myself, you know, doom scrolling or like wasting hours just going down a rabbit hole. You know, sometimes it's inspiring and other times, you know, it just really takes you away from the present and feeling like people want a response from you. That's one thing I struggle with because I love acknowledgement and I want to acknowledge people. And so when they send me a message, I want to get back to them, you know, right away. And I had to teach myself that you know, being accessible is a good thing, but you also want to create some boundaries for yourself so you're not driving.
2: Yourself yeah, I was going to say because you have a you have a very large social media following. Like I, I I can't even imagine navigating that because it it does probably take a lot to kind of filter through some of that, uh, like tangibly whether it's just nonsense, but also like emotionally being able to separate yourself and protect yourself from the full volume of like crazy people on the internet. Um, And I wonder like, do you have, because you are very active on social media and do you have um, like times where you have to really just be like, you know what, this moment is for me. This day is for me. I'm not going to share this piece. Cause I, I, I think even I don't have a social media following, but like in my life, I find moments where I'm like, I grab my phone, like, oh, my God, I got to take a picture of this. And like, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I want to let me just look with my eyeballs and not through the screen. (laughs) How do you how do you navigate that?
0: You know, I think I've gotten better over the years in how I what I decide to share. And um, I've realized that you have a lot more control in what you do want to share with the world. And I found myself at one point getting really caught up in the rat race of like, oh gosh, I've got to m- tell people how I make this smoothie, you know, and I've got to tell <laughs> people like how I get dressed in the morning. And I I found myself actually doing things because other people were doing them as opposed to mm. doing something that felt really authentic to me. And th- that was a particular point in my life, um, where I just felt like, Uh, too much, too much. Like, (laughs) I think maybe I'm sharing too much. Um, And so, like, I just, Mm. you know, there's a good trial and error to it, which is why I do appreciate the feedback um, from people. And, you know, you're not going to be everything to everyone. But I think one of the big tricks of social media is really paying attention to what works for you. And Mm. um, it's okay for you to lose followers or for people to not agree with you. And Mm. that's, it's totally fine. You know, I mean, that you have to kind of, realize that that's just kind of the nature of, of the world, you know, like Mm -hmm. can't possibly have everybody stay at the party the whole time, you know? Right. Um, but I think one of the things that's important as a creator and what I want to say moving forward is I do want people to feel some joy and I want them to leave my, you know, Instagram experience feeling good about themselves um and I don't always know what that is uh mm-hmm. but I I try to look for things that really say something and bring some kind of memory or excitement or aspirational quality um which can be tough to figure out but at least that's my goal.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's great. I read I read something I can't remember where I read it and who it was but it was a celebrity it might have been a Kardashian or something who said that um navigating the like the haters from the, the the positive people on their social media I don't even remember who it was but it was like uh half the people that are watching you are hate watching you but they're still following you because they're consuming your content so just you have to like take the good with the bad I guess that's the best way it's like yeah, they're, they're but they're still watching. They don't like you or they like you. It's none of your business. Like that's the best advice I actually give to my seven-year-old oh. all the time because I'm trying to raise her to be very, um, have good self-esteem essentially. Um, so I tell her all the time, you know, like if someone doesn't like you, it's none of your business.
0: Yeah. Do it's you like great you? Great advice. Yeah. Do you like you? That's a big, that's definitely yeah. a big thing.
2: Do you think you're cool? Do you think you're I mean, do you think you're dumb? I don't think you're dumb. Then what they think does not matter. And that's I think yeah. uh I, I think we struggle with that as adults too. But I constantly have to remind myself, like, I'm here I got this one life. What they think of me, uh, I can't I can't carry that with me. Yeah.
0: It, it's a lot, it's a big responsibility. And um I do find that the more you put yourself out there, the more responsibility there is in, um, you being able to manage and tolerate the response. Um, Mm -hmm. and that could be like just really difficult, uh, for a lot of people because negativity weighs differently. And a lot of times it's the thing that you remember, you hold on to the fact that somebody said something, you know, really mean and, um, you get so much other support uh, so it really, I think, is a trained or a, a skill that you can learn and how to digest it. Um, but it hurts sometimes. Uh, yeah. And, I can't imagine a lot of these friends that I have that are big influencers, um, you know, they they really get a lot of criticism. And I feel very lucky because I actually um, feel like people are so nice most of the time. And I don't know why that is. Um, I've only really in the last few years had some negative that was very specific and it was almost (laughs) too specific, but I was like, I think I know where this is coming from. So like, um, yeah, it's interesting, but uh, I actually really respect people that are able to find their own um, validation because Mm -hmm. I'm actually somebody that does rely a lot on on reciprocation Uh, and I've always been like that. I'm big on affirmations and positive reinforcement. And Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, not, you know, not to say like, you don't want to be delicate, but a lot of times I am, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So it's like, I just got to figure it out, you know, how to navigate it.
2: Yeah. Well, I would say for you, like, just from the peanut gallery here, I have a theory as to why you've gotten more positive. And I think that's just like, it really speaks to human nature in a lot of ways, because, um, people in general want to root for an underdog, and they also want to root for someone who is going through a struggle. And maybe because of the scenario that you've been going through in the last few years, people see themselves a lot in you and in your struggle. And I think people tend to want to identify and support and build someone up. Because then they have hope that that will happen to them as well. Like if I, you know, if, if this person can get through it, I can get through it, right? So they're like in the trenches with you. So like yeah. I, could, I could see how people would be very positive. My thought is as this, you embark in this next chapter, being someone who is an empath, wears their heart on their sleeves, and you start to find some joy and success and happiness and get through, like break through a lot of the bullshit and start getting to like this really lovely glide path. You know, if that starts to change, because then all of a sudden, you know, people love to hate on people. Like, if then now if, if someone's life seems too nice, you know, those influencers that probably have a lot of really negative people, it's because, like, well, her life seems too nice. She has it so good. So, I, you know, I'm going to tell her she looks ugly in this picture. <laughs> like, the, that starts to happen that, like, human nature, like, jealousy, peace then takes over the rational mind and then people just act like jerks. So like, I would say, you know, guarding your heart is going to be really important in this next chapter when you start to really, you know, come out and start flourishing again in a great way, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it's, it's hard to prepare for something like that, but it is good to be aware of it. And it's interesting because I find that processing if it, like if you get too stuck in the processing of other people's psychology um, and trying to find a reason for it, um, it can get very heavy. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's it's good to just remind yourself that there's going to be somebody at the pizza party that does not like pizza. Yeah. I've always <laughs> said that. And it's like, you know, you sometimes you just don't have to make reason for it. And yeah. you know, it, it's it can be hard to do that, especially if you're somebody that really you have like an analytical brain, you know, and you want to understand why. Um, and mm-hmm. learning to just say, actually, I don't I don't need to understand. Yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs> keep going.
2: It's none of my business.
0: <laughs> so maybe I'll use yeah. that tactic. But um, but yeah, I used to really feel connected to people through love stories, and love stories were always my favorite stories. And mm-hmm. now I am finding that um, stories of of grit and um, of things not going well and like the unsettling stories mm-hmm. are dynamic in a, a way that I never appreciated as much before. And so this mm-hmm. experience definitely brought me closer to a lot of people and it has given them um, not a permission, but like people have reached out to me and just said, you know, I'm going through this or I'm going through this. And you just like, it makes you realize, wow, the things that people have had to deal with and go through, you know, it just, it's almost like bringing people together, a special bond through trauma, Um, which, you know, it's nothing groundbreaking to say, but I've just, now that I've been through it, I definitely feel very connected to that and people that have had to battle a bit. uh, Yeah. Definitely.
2: It's unifying. People like to, you know, they want they see themselves in other people's journeys, and I don't know. I I I think it's um it's quite incredible this like metamorphosis situation that you've got going on. Um, I I encourage people to do their homework on their own and and kind of learn about you and like get the backstory and and everything. But um, I mean, really, this is what life is, though. It's like what is this challenge what is this hurdle and it's how we approach the hurdle and then how we reflect on it to go to the next one you know and um i am inspired by you got you got, you got so one much. fan here so thank <laughs> you yeah of course and um i don't know i'm really looking forward to seeing the artistry and the creation what may be <laughs> <laughs> what may be yeah, yeah. and i'm just I'm just over here selling booze. I love that. (laughs) uh, Talking about it. (laughs) You're
0: bringing the party. I appreciate it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm bringing the party, but I'm like the wet blanket at the party now because I'm just like, I can only have two drinks, guys. (laughs) Good to know your limits, you know? You do. Boundaries are good.
0: Very good things.
2: I know I've drank, I've drank more with you today during the day than I have in a very long time. Like I don't, I don't day drink anymore. (laughs) I will take that as a compliment. (laughs) I know this is going to have to be like a a new thing. Like um, afternoon cocktail with Cheval, like once every couple months we'll have a little. I love that idea. I am here for this. Um, Well, thank you for doing this. Um, You're lovely. And I hope you're. Thank you so uh, much. Yeah. No, this is so much fun. Um, I love, I love that you're open to doing, um, you know, Things that are a little bit outside of the typical wheelhouse. <laughs>
0: I love it. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm slowly realizing that it's it's very good to uh, put yourself out there and just immerse in different experiences. And happy to be here with you too. And actually, this is my first official podcast interview as Cheval, so I just want to thank wow. you very much for having me.
2: I love it. Well, thank, thank. you, Cheval.
0: Well, thank you. And um, cheers.
2: Right. (laughs) Chairs. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I get a cling. To our afternoon. Um, (laughs) Cling to myself. Oh, cling, cling.
1: (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen